Hey guys, want to welcome you to Junto, part two of Patreonity. And you know, this podcast wouldn't be complete if I didn't bring in the big guns, none other than my wife, Miss Heather. How you doing, girl? Doing good. Awesome. Okay, I'm good. I'm glad to have you on. Yeah, I needed I needed to soften this thing up. I needed somebody delicate to soften this mm, thing and up. And I'm so delicate. You're delicate. Mm, yep, okay. yep. Good to have you on the show. We did mention the concept of patrianity and how that relates to our civic duty along mm-hmm. with our Christian beliefs and those things. And I, you had an awesome scripture that you wanted to read for us. So what does that say and what's that scripture reference? Oh this is Psalm 33, 12 through 15. What joy for the nation whose God is the Lord, whose people he has chosen as his inheritance. The Lord looks down from heaven and sees the whole human race. From his throne he observes all who live on the earth. He made their hearts so he understands everything they do. That's awesome. That's yeah. yeah, that's really good. Uh, you know, that means we serve an empathetic God. Uh, but it also says that God is pleased uh, at a nation who serves and honors him. So, you know, what are your thoughts on the earth and our civic duty and how it relates back uh, to the creation and our role and responsibility? Well, first and foremost, I mean, we're here for each other. God gave us people to live in and relationships. Of course, the most basic form of that is the family. He puts us in families to support one another and help each other get through this crazy life. You know? It is definitely crazy. So I think it's our responsibility to learn how to fine-tune living with each other mm-hmm. because we are all different. You know, We have preferences and likes and dislikes and sin and... Yeah. Ways of doing things, and they're all different. Uh, we talked about that with the love and marriage, how two different people coming together. Well, it's the same thing with our relationships with our neighbors, mm-hmm. community uh, that we live in, the nation that we live in. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's important for us to learn how to have balance with all that and um, try to make it work yeah. the best we can. So if I'm understanding what you're saying, you and I like the analogy, you're breaking it all down to a familial mm-hmm. aspect. So the way that our families run really is how a community should be run, and that's mm-hmm. that we really are all our family. Right. And if you live in a family, you know that there are going to be things that your spouse or your kids are going to do that you're not going to agree with, and you're not going to like it, right. uh, but you're not going to disown them because of that. Right. And... I think it's such a volatile time right now, especially in the political atmosphere that we're in, is that the first thing that we want to do when we don't agree with someone politically is we want to disown them. and Write and, them off. Yeah, write them off. You know, throw them in a bucket mm-hmm. that they're just this stereotypical whatever. Um, right. it, it's opposite of what you are. And I don't know what that is, whatever you are. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're in Jesus, then your identity is in Jesus. But right. but what I'm saying is we have to learn how to live with one another. Right. We have to learn how to not let this whole thing divide us. Uh, and that's what this podcast, if we can get anything out of this, take this one line with you or this one thought with you is that we want to be unified people and that just because we may not vote the same way, and we may have different ideas of how we can be the best America that we can be. It doesn't mean that we have to hate or demonize the other side, okay? So that was a very, very good way to put that. Yeah, well, like you said, we we all have disagreements, and 
ways of looking at things. So the way we vote also and, and who we think should be, you know, in a particular position and in control of a certain department or group of people. Uh, taking it back to it's not just going to be me and Jesus. It's going to be me, you, him, her, all of us. You you might so, get up there and see people that you didn't expect to see and want to see. That's what I was going to say, that you may be surprised who you see up there. Uh, so what I mean to say with that is that we are eternal beings. Right. And so you can't just you can't just write people off and say, well, I'm, I'm done with that. You know, never going to have to worry about that again. But, yeah. You know, part of that in bringing a large group of people together in a community so there has to be a system in place. There has to be a system in place, and we may not all agree on who's running the system, but that's part of our civic duty is we are all given a voice. That's right. And it's our right to express that, especially in the voting booth. We know that God is sovereign, and we believe as believers that He is working all things together for good, so ultimately He's the one running the system. But He He gives us brains. He gives us ideologies. I think that that is natural. For me, and I think I've said this before, and our family life and our values, I think the main theme or mantra, whatever you want to call it for us, is balance. I'm not going to shun either group because I may not agree with everything that they stand for, uh, but I'm going to remain in the middle and be balanced and take from each what is good and what coincides with my values and the way that I think things should be run based on, you know, whatever that may be. Um, but balance is basically what I'm trying to say. And but I am going to, of course, vote, choose. Exactly. Uh, and, and I think at the end of the day, that's all we can do. And let's all be neighborly after this whole thing. Hey, some of us are going to get the one we want in office and some of us aren't. And it's okay. Let's continue to love our neighbor Let's continue to uplift one another. Let's continue to support the one who got in office, whether it's the one that we right. wanted in office or not. Pray and that, for them. Pray for them. That's not only on a, a local level, but that's in the big house too, amen? So yeah. wherever you're at, pray for your community, uplift your leaders, and let's do something positive. So I thought it'd be cool to have my neighbor Rob on. Rob is a military guy. He's running for an elected office here in our county. And and I thought it would just be cool to have him on to give us a different perspective, not only from some of the training that he's had militarily and actually taking what I call civic service to the highest level, because he's got some really cool experiences and, and just wanted to see what was it really that made him want to step out there and pursue something like this. So please welcome Rob to the show. How you doing, Rob? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Man, my pleasure, bro. Rob was sharing some stories with me just about his faith and, and what that has done for him and his experiences overseas. And Rob, the other night you mentioned a story that really I found very interesting, uh, especially since I've never been outside of the country in that way. You mentioned a story about a group of Christians, and I'm not sure where it was, but you, you said something about a church of theirs that had to be tied off. It was on the river and it just be share a little bit about oh, okay. that, man. Cause that, that really struck me. So it's the part about a uh, religion and, and Christianity that I've been able to see in bit of as being a part of different cultures around the world in the sense of, uh, when I got back from Iraq and I was on terminal leave from the Marine Corps, 
I went down to South America and I ended up spending three weeks in Brazil and a week in Colombia. But in order to get from Brazil to Colombia, buddy and I decided to ride right on the Rio and, and stay in hammocks and, and take a boat from Brazil up into, um, from Manaus to Leticia Tabatanga and Colombia. And one of the things that we saw in one of the little tributaries on the offshoot was a church that had to be tied off to a tree because the rise and fall of the river is sometimes 30 feet. Wow. So you think of, okay, you're just seeing maybe two foot of a brush above the river. No, that's actually a 25 foot tall tree. Wow. And that's just how much the river swells. So this church has to tie off and so it has the ability to go up and down with the river. So it was pretty unique just to be so far away from home and yeah. into such remote part of the world and see a, a little shack sitting on big timber with a cross on the top of it. Man, that's crazy. And for me, because as a Westerner, we don't have to, I guess, feel the sacrifice of going to church. So when when you were telling me that story about a group of Christians who who were willing to sacrifice going to church, really to even at the risk of their church being carried off, man, that that's eye-opening for me. And it it gives me a new perspective of, of how fortunate we are. This podcast is talking about patrianity, which is the concept of balancing, I guess, Christian faith with patriotism. And that right there alone, that makes me feel so fortunate to be in what I know to be the, the greatest country on the earth. I know that the other day you, you shared a, a little bit about your faith. Tell us a little bit about that. I am a believer. I, I believe in Jesus Christ, and I believe in the second coming, and I believe in those stories in the Bible and the New Testament and the Old Testament. But as I've gotten older and as I've seen the world, and if I live a good life and and I still maintain that belief, then... And, and I appreciate your transparency, and uh, it's a blessing that the Bible says, all those who call on my name shall be saved. So I think that's unique, and I, I know that your experiences abroad, just in the military and things like that, have kind of shaped your belief system and things like that. And I want to, I want to talk about, because I feel like this brings us to like the service and the civic aspect of, of really what's going on. And as I mentioned on the front end, for those of you, you may not know Rob is running for a, an elected position here in our city. What prompted you to serve? What, what was it that really made you want to do this? Prompting me to serve was uh, what I perceived as, as a gap in relationships between the the sheriff's office and the community as a whole. So never once have I ever said anything derogatory or or shameful or blasphemy against the current sheriff, and I never will, because I don't see myself as trying to be a a better man than he is. I see myself as wanting to sit in the seat that he's sitting in and being able to carry it to the next generation and, and do and do good for the community. The whole part about civic service and, and all of that, and one of the greatest takeaways I've been able to do is just to really get out and meet people. In order to translate it back into religion in the sense of love thy neighbor, I think a lot of the issues that we see international between religions is, is kind of the, along the same lines in theory of what we see locally uh, with communities. And if we can just come together and love, in a sense, then it would be all right. We'll be able to find common ground and work together. Yeah, I agree. And at the end of the day, I think most people really just want to live in peace. You know, the Bible tells us to love thy neighbor, and it doesn't say love the neighbor that thinks like you, the neighbor that looks like you, the neighbor that that votes like you. And I, I know that's a very foreign concept, especially here in the South, but you're exactly right, man. We're called to love all of our neighbors. That's an awesome motivation to serve for me. 
I think one of the, the the better parts is the realization and being able to sit down with different groups and different communities and have a dialogue with them. Uh, one of the things about my past, and not only being brought up in the church, but also having served in the military and then worked with the government and around the world. I mean, I, I've been on every continent but Antarctica. I've ran with the bulls in Spain. So it, it's having a, a diverse background to be able to sit down with different groups of people and not really immediately be respected, but at least be able to start a dialogue because respect comes after we're able to to listen. It's it's not anything extra special. It's simply caring for, like you said, your neighbor and having a simple conversation. One of the things that we discussed last time too that that I think we are definitely on the same page on is that's really focusing on the next generation. You know, you have ideas that involve pouring into the youth. That's kind of what I do. Uh, in ministry as well. So tell me a little bit about your plans for that and how you think that could really affect community. So when it comes to being elected the top law enforcement officer or official in the county, one of the little sayings or jokes that I've been working on and I just started saying lately is, of course, if I get elected, I'm going to be hard on crime. That's like asking a farmer if he's going to plant crops next year. (laughs) I mean, that's going to happen because that's his profession. So being a law enforcement, being in the law enforcement, law enforcement profession naturally i would want to be tough on crime but you can come in and be tough on crime on day one but how does that help you out year two year three year four so what i want to start doing and start putting in place or yet again going back to something that i see as being a lapse and the relationship between the department and the community in the sense of youth programs or youth outreaches or anything like that whether it's working with the Boy Scouts, which I went to the local troop meetup in Marion the other night, or whether it's working with Young Life, whether it's working with uh, the Kappas in West Memphis in the county, it's it's really any way that I can already – those establishments have already been in place. I just want to come at it from a law enforcement perspective so that these kids know that there's somebody else out there who cares for them and cares for their community. Yeah, and you know, working with youth in this community too, I – and I know you're aware of this too, but man, some of these kids really come from broken homes and broken backgrounds. And some some don't have father figures in the home and things like that. So I, man, I think it starts right there. The other day when we had a conversation about what it is to plant a seed and, you know, and, and how a seed doesn't sprout overnight. In fact, if it's a, a tree or something like that, man, it takes years before you fully see that thing. Uh, in its in its grand and final form. I believe if we can plant those seeds, man, in the community, I believe it could have a profound effect for generations to come. And you can look around, you can drive around, you can talk to families, you can talk to outreach programs, you can talk to youth ministers and churches and Boy Scout leaders and other mentors type people in the community. And they say, we need more. We always need more. So the more support, the more help that we can get from whether it be a government entity or private entities, the better. You know, I've seen you canvas neighborhoods and walk around and knock door to door, but what's something that's really stuck out with you during this process? Just being out there and being able to listen to people from different communities has been awesome. That's probably been the the most touching. The the downfall of it is small town politics and everybody wants to take it personal. Like I was saying earlier, it's not me going against a, an individual saying he's a bad man and I'm a better man. It's not that. It's it's I want that seat and I think I could do good in that seat. I would encourage anybody uh, to run for an office. You learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about your neighbors and you learn a lot about the community. You're going to grow from the process. The Our whole country was founded for the people by the people. So if the people never 
try or if the people never want to get involved, then where are we going to go? How are we going to end up? I think that we need to be unified as a people. And you know what? Whether we vote the same or whether we don't, man, we can't lose our civility. I know we're talking about our civic duty and what it means. And of course, this podcast is filtered through the lens of of being a Christian because that's what I am. But man, I know that if we can just ask people, cast our vote, do our civic duty, uh, and choose the candidate that we think is best, but not lose affection for the other person simply because they vote different for us. And that's what I hope that we can achieve through this process. And Rob, like I said, I know you, you've you done some pretty awesome things. I, I did want to mention real quick, because right now I know your job requires you to do like a lot of military uh, type training. Tell me a little bit about your experience. So I, I worked for a training company out in the county, and we catered to law enforcement. We catered to the military, the, the big big part of our clientele is the uniform DOD. And we're able to do really anything that they're able to do inside the military that maybe their rangers are taken up, maybe their tracks are taken up, and they, they need to go outside what we call away from the flagpole. They want to get away from the flagpole, away from the headquarters and do some training, do some pre-deployment training, train as a small unit or a small team in which they deploy it. So it, it's really it's really awesome. My wife says I don't have a job. I go to I go to play in a sense. <laughs> but uh, and now the kids have caught on. But it's also I mean it's really anything that you see on television: the shooting, the driving, the the explosive works. The we have helicopters that come out and that we're able to work with from time to time. It so it's everything that you do see on TV, just not that dramatized. It's not not for entertainment value. It's for real world value. Right. And how do you think this job has kind of helped prepare you for for this next step of running for sheriff? How do you think that's kind of helped you out in this process? I I think the job as a whole, uh, one of the things I take away from my past from the military and from contracting and from this job is you have your name. So as long as I'm able to keep my name clean and people can say, yes, I know him, he's a good person, then then that's beneficial. From the, the management side, I've in the last 18 months, I went from an instructor to a manager to where I have to deal with schedules and budgets. And I'm, I work for a for-profit business. So if I don't get my numbers right, we don't make money and people get really upset. So it's kind of been able to help mold me in a, in a well-rounded, holistic sense of dealing with other people's personalities, dealing with clients that, that pay for a result and you have to execute the result within budget. So overall, I think it's good. The fact that it's a, a military-style training center is not meant or anything to scare individuals away from, oh, it's going to be a militaristic style of sheriff's office. It's just that's my background, and that's been able to mold me in, a, in the sense of service above self. Uh, you mean more than I do. If you're working hard, I've got to work harder. And really, that that motto, that mantra right there, well, man, service above self, I think that's uh, – Ultimately, to me, that's what Jesus did, man. So I couldn't think of anything more noble than that. I want to wish you luck. I appreciate your transparency with talking to me a little bit about your faith, you know, what you believe, what's inspired you to kind of run for this position. Good luck to all the candidates running for any office. Vote November 6th if you haven't already. And we just want to wish Rob all the luck um, and good luck to you, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in today on Junto. We'll see you next time. Oh,